0: Welcome to Mastering Your 30s, a podcast to guide women in their 30s about how to relax, enjoy the ride, and make investments for their future health, wealth, and well-being, and for women beyond their 30s to share their wisdom and experience with others. I am Alev Bakan, health and nutrition coach and founder of Health & Co. In this episode, Michelle Johnston is my guest. Michelle is the powerhouse beyond fiercely authentic coaching. Raised with strict ideals, she married young and became a devoted mom of four. For years, she masked her struggles to fit society's perfect mold. But when her kids grew, she prioritized self-care. Pushing a truck full of kettlebells was her aha moment, revealing her incredible strength physically and mentally. Michelle dove into fitness and embarked on a journey of self-discovery, self-love, adventure, and grace. Now, as a life and empowerment coach, she empowers fierce women to rediscover their authentic selves, fall in love with their quirks, and live life unapologetically. I had a blast while I was recording and editing this episode. I hope you can laugh as much as we did and also have some opportunity to think about your non-negotiables, aha moments, and all the changes you want in your life. Hi, Michelle, how
1: are you? I'm doing fantastic. How are you this morning or this afternoon?
0: Yeah, anytime you are listening today, <laughs> I'm good. <G'day. laughs> I'm good to, thank you for asking. So, Michelle, I, I, I hope you could also see Michelle because I think she is beautiful, outside, <laughs> inside, and outside, and mm-hmm. she has a very, uh, she has a great energy. I, uh, you can feel it through our conversation, but also I wish you can see her. She is beautiful. Uh well that's aside. Uh, <laughs> please tell us about yourself.
1: Yeah. Um. So I am a life and empowerment coach, and I specifically work through work with women who are starting on their journey of rediscovery. Um. What I like to call a midlife awakening. Um. There's no such thing as midlife crisis. That's a naughty word. <laughs> but, because truly, it's an awakening and. You know, it happens to all of us at some point in our life, whether, you know, you get lost in motherhood or you lose yourself as you're um, building your business, your professional life. You know, whatever it may be, inevitably, we'll run into a point in our life where we're like, "Okay, what now? what's my purpose? Mm -hmm. And um, that's where um, mentors and coaches like me step in and help um, women really strip things down to the basic bare bones and really uh, tap in with their inner self and rediscover who they authentically are so that they can go on living a more fulfilling and purposeful an authentic life so uh, that's what i do as an empowerment coach and um um, i have uh, you know walked the path myself and had my own midlife awakening and um so and i love to share my journey with women and um in hopes that i can inspire um other women to take that leap and to take that chance on themselves and to have that desire to find their happy and find what lights their
0: soul on fire. Wow, great. (laughs) Uh, Like, uh, of course, I I hope nobody goes through that feeling of hopelessness or feeling uh, not knowing what to do next, Mm -hmm. but also they can use that time and that struggle and transform to something even better than what they had before. But what is the general feeling of being lost? Or when do we know that we need those empowerment uh, coaching sessions? When is that common feeling? Um, Well, really like that, oh, shit, moment.
1: (laughs) 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 Or where... um... So I if if it's okay, I'll share a little bit of my backstory and kind of how I got to my oh shit moment. And um, maybe that will resonate with some of your listeners. Um, I was raised in a really strict um, religious um, ideology of what a perfect wife woman mother should be and i genuinely thought growing up that my sole purpose in life was to be a wife and a mother and i went through my teenage years hit the age 18 and kind of had a little bit of a rebellion stepped away from the religion and the church for a bit and that in hindsight That was really where I first got to meet the real Michelle. And uh, so I had my independence, my little rebellious stage for about three years. And at the age of 21, I started getting this nagging uh, voice in the back of my head saying, hey, listen, girlfriend, this is not what you're supposed to be doing. You're not supposed to be wild and crazy and living your best life. You really need to be focusing on finding a man to settle down with so you can start a family. Mm -hmm. And so that's exactly what I did. Um, I found a young man who was very conservative and, um, you know, really someone I felt would help me level up to the woman that I was supposed to be. (laughs) The supposed to be. (laughs) And so I was married and had my first of four kids at 23. And I dove headfirst into being a wife and a mom and all those uh, narratives and of what those roles meant and how I was supposed to be and fulfilling those roles. Like literally a Martha Stewart Mm. is what I was aspiring (laughs) to be. I needed to have the best home cooked meals. I needed to be doing the fancy uh, crafts and the perfect um, homemaking skills. And Mm. I put on this really great facade to the outside world that everything was happy and I did have the perfect home life. But at home, it couldn't have been farther from the truth. I was struggling so hard to reach these expectations that um, I had really put in my head through the years of uh, teachings and whatnot um, that I had taken on. And so I was constantly trying to reach these expectations and I was constantly being very critical of myself and feeling like a failure because I couldn't reach those expectations and ended up depressed, lashing out at my family, you know, the whole shebang. And I really wasn't happy, but I still kept trying to push forward, trying to be this wife and mom woman that I should be. And it wasn't until my uh, youngest uh, son, my youngest child went off to preschool. And all of a sudden I had a few extra hours to myself um without children during the day Those and it's times that you don't know yeah. what to do <laughs> and yeah it's up to nothing <laughs> exactly and that's exactly it there's only so much laundry you can do only uh, so much housekeeping you can do the cupboards are stocked with groceries and you're forced to sit with yourself in the silence of your house and you have your oh shit movement or moment <laughs> like what what do i do now because I had, like, no hobbies outside of, like, all the Pinterest crafts and things. I, I didn't, you know, what made me, if you had to ask me, what makes you happy? My family makes me happy. My children make me happy. But really, what made me happy? I had no idea. I had no idea. And um, so I really had to take quite a bit of time to be like, okay, where do I go from here? And for me, it seemed very um, foundational to start with self-care and self-love because I'd been so devoted all these years, 15 years to taking care of everyone else. I hadn't been taking care of myself. I was pre-diabetic. I had chronic hypertension. I was overweight. I was unhappy with my outward appearance, but I was very, you know, I had, you know, a lot of work to do on myself um, that I didn't really realize until I had that time to sit with myself without all the clutter and the chaos going on. And um, so for me, my first step was taking back my health and starting to focus on nutrition, starting to focus on moment or movement. Um, But I also felt very alone. And that's part of the reason why I feel so inspired to speak and share my story is because I feel like these moments of not feeling like we have a sense of purpose is kind of a taboo subject. Um, I feel like women are expected to have their shit together all the time and, you know, to know what they're doing all the time and be, you know, multifaceted. But, you know, you get so lost in the shuffle of all the should-bes, you totally lose sight of yourself. And then I felt super alone. Um I couldn't go talk to my friends because, well, for one, I didn't have really any friends because I was so focused on my family but the friends that I could go to I couldn't really share with them they wouldn't understand because they were trying to reach these same expectations and in my eyes they were succeeding because that's all I saw from the outside and I couldn't talk to my husband either because he totally wouldn't get it you know he works brings in the money and I do all the rest Mm. Um, so I felt very very much alone and um, so I started looking for um like influencers i want to say that i resonated with Um, youtube was really big at the time and so i started like looking for youtube videos and youtube influencers that um, had a message that resonated with how i was feel feeling feeling that um insignificance that loss of purpose and had a really good message of self care and self love and building yourself back up again. So for me, that's what that oh shit moment looked like. That's what that space looked like for me. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, for the women that I've spoken with, that's pretty much a consensus of, you know, just all of a sudden feeling that loss of purpose and not really knowing how to move forward from there.
0: Like yes, we cannot see anything. Else. <laughs> no, no, no. That's, a lot. that's a lot to take that, in. <laughs> like I, I will say beautiful story. I know when you were going through it, it must be there must have like you must have some like very hard times. But now that you are you and you are doing what you are doing, the the result is Perfect. So, uh, like, the, I think it worth the struggle, at least. But can I say? I don't know. I know.
1: No, it's true. I was like the, it wasn't all rainbows and butterflies, I will tell you that. Um, you know, but the struggle, cu- with the struggles comes the growth and the learning, right? And you can either fight the struggles and go back to the stagnation you were living in, or you can go with it and just roll with it and learn with it and grow and evolve and level up who you are and it will happen time and time and time again and it's just it's such an amazing thing um in fact one of my favorite quotes by me (laughs) one of my favorite quotes by me i i say i say it a lot but (laughs) I say one of the greatest privileges in life is the opportunity to continuously evolve. And I believe that in my core. Like, I. Yeah it's one of
0: my favorite <laughs> quotes from YouTube. <laughs> yeah. <what? laughs> because, uh, well, uh, no it's like you are so right and um I was just thinking the other day I was complaining about something that you know in the house that we are going struggling you know I was struggling with the kids be, them being prepared to school like as if school is just starting you know like it's a surprise <laughs> yeah. that they need their uh like books inside their backpack you know it's a big surprise for them so (laughs) I was just complaining about it and then I said you know complaining and never-ending complaining doesn't change anything either I have to change something or stop complaining about it and I think um, empowerment uh, is the same thing right like Mm -hmm maybe you are complaining about your situation like people who are listening right now or people who are going going through the same phases but complaining uh, nonstop and doing the same same thing over and over again is a nonsense because uh-huh. nothing is going to change yeah but even maybe starting with a tiny step can Uh, end up with big, big, big results, right? Mm -hmm.
1: Absolutely. And I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm a girl that goes zero to 100. And I set these huge lofty goals and I want to be there yesterday. so (laughs) it's really difficult for me to take baby steps. But I also recognize that and I have experienced myself that I will be met with resistance from the universe if i try to push too fast i mm-hmm. things will be way too difficult than they should be mm-hmm. and so really these basic baby steps in the rediscovery process are really key they're little itty-bitty stepping stones building up to this wonderful path that you're going to be led on um uh you know besides taking back My health and starting with movement and my my nutrition and whatnot, um, you know, watching the YouTube videos now podcasts, I'm always saying find the podcast, there are so many podcasts, like this one, Mm -hmm. like wonderful, wonderful platforms, that have such a focus on self care, self love and empowerment. Like that's what you want to be bringing into your life, getting rid of the negative clutter of the outside sources social media, people who aren't supporting you, um, just generally anything that gives you the icks, get rid of it and start replacing it with the positive stuff. Uh, Podcasts, books, uh, those are like really easy places to, to start. You know, get your kids off to school or when you come home from work, you know, put a podcast on and go for a walk, get that movement in and get the positive grounding message to carry you throughout your day or into the next day. So very basic, simple steps to start getting rid of the negative mindset and replacing it with a positive is really an easy way to start the journey.
0: So I have another question uh so we are going through let's say our empowerment journey but as you know also old habits die hard mm-hmm. and uh, even even if it's toxic even if it's like the worst and enmi- my environment possible whatever we have been through like whatever we have been living through mm-hmm. is always feel like home uh, yeah. so and i'm sure that during that, but, and I also know from myself, when I'm going through a change, or let's say through an empowerment phase, mm-hmm. I want to go back to the old self old, or to the old environment even though it's it can be the worst, worst, worst environment possible for me. Mm-hmm. How do we fight against that desire? <laughs>
1: I know you want to go back because that's what's familiar and that's what's easy <laughs> to just <laughs> pull back instead of pushing through the hard shit that comes with the changes and the transitions. And, um, you know, I literally was just talking to someone the other day who was like, how do you get over the fear, or that resistance of setting big goals of wanting to make life shifts? Um that fear of failure the fear of not make it it's not going to work out so it's just easier just to go back to where i came from mm. and you know really You need to be so crystal clear on your why why are you wanting to make this shift why is it it's got to be so strong your why that it becomes a non-negotiable for you Mm -hmm. and then once it becomes a non-negotiable for you then there's really nothing that can stand in your way because no matter what you get that total determination to get from point a to point b and nothing's going to stand in your way you're going to look for other people other platforms to help support your process to almost get help continuously like give you that power to get stronger to grow into what your non-negotiable piece is um that's for me that's what health and fitness was um i i It became my non-negotiable piece because I, for the first time in like forever, I was taking care of myself and it felt really good. And I felt really empowered to, to be able to take care of myself like I'd never been able to do before. But this fitness and this journey also led me to setting a big goal of doing a fitness competition. And in fact, I did three. Yes, ma'am. Oh, <laughs> so I I, I, call it my sister wife to hot wife face. I went from this frumpy, <laughs> frumpy homemaker oh, to this super empowered, strong woman in the bling bikini with five inch hooker heels walking across the stage. And it felt so amazing and wonderful. But with that came, it started a bunch of conflict in my marriage. And um, ultimately, I ended up going through a really gnarly divorce because I had found my happy. Being happy became a non negotiable piece for me. And when I was faced with the decision to fight for my happiness or go back to how life was, i chose my happiness and it it was my non-negotiable and i had been doing so much self work that i knew my worth and i knew i deserved to be happy and i had faith that i was strong enough to pursue persevere and get through to the other side and and i was but oh my gosh that was like probably the darkest time in my life to leave what turned out to be a really toxic marriage Mm -hmm. and fight for fight for me for the first time ever in my life i fought for myself and that's you know kind of the you know where you need to be when you're struggling in these life shifts is you know being super clear on your why and being, you know, being in a place where you're willing to fight and put all in and fight for it. You're that strong in your purpose, your why you want to have that shift in your life.
0: Yes. So we have to cover our whys. You will tell us, tell your clients about how, but also with who. Like, so I think also we have to be, A little. We have to pay attention to our environment during that time because Mm -hmm. it's also very tiring to explain to everybody about your wise and you know maybe I I don't know if you have like family members saying, "Oh my God, why are you doing this to yourself?" Maybe about your exercising thing or about your divorce. You know, like uh, explaining over and over your uh, again, like why are you doing this? And yeah. Also listening them to say no, you know things will change, too. things will be better, you know just wait a little bit, you know just mm-hmm. hang in there. Kind of maybe they are they think that they are doing good thing to you, but it's not always the case. So what? How do you manage those circles around you during that? <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, I. I came to a place where i only i I only relied on myself and I only trusted myself. Mm-hmm. And I didn't share I did not share a lot of my journey because I was so afraid that someone would talk me out of it that mm-hmm. someone wouldn't understand like you were saying and make me feel like crap and like, why are you doing this and make me question everything around it. So with my when I decided to do this fitness competition, no one knew. I didn't share on social media. My parents didn't know. The only people that knew was uh, my husband. And then I told my kids last second because you know how kids are in their big old mouths. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course. No, so I didn't. I didn't tell anyone because I... One, I didn't want anyone to question what I was doing because it's none of their business anyways. And uh, secondly, I didn't want to feel like I was doing it for anyone else, but for myself. Mm -hmm. And um, so I'm always saying, share your goals, share your, you know, the things that you're doing, the changes you're making in your life with the people who will Be be behind you and support you 110%. The people that will be there to pick you up if you're having, you know, when you're calling and you're like, oh, my God, I just, what was I even thinking? They'll remind you of your why. Those are the people that you want around you, you. the people that will remind you about the why And um, yeah, I became, I was an introvert anyways, but I became even more so because that positive energy and the movements and the shifts that I was making in my life that made me feel so incredibly good for the first time in forever. I didn't want anyone to belittle that stuff. And, you know, when I was going through my divorce and things were well before I had filed, but things had been getting really bad for a couple of years. I didn't share with anyone either because I had the whole, I can fix it mentality. And so my, my ex would tell my parents and I was getting the lecture all the time, Michelle, the grass isn't always greener, Mm -hmm. you know, you can work it out. Maybe if you do this or you do that, or, you know, Michelle, this and that. And and it wasn't until I came out and was telling my story, my side of it, and they were like, oh, okay. But, you know, I became super private. And I still, like, to this day, I'm like, I kind of have this mentality of the outside world likes to destroy good things. Like, I f- really feel like it, you find it the select people, but I feel like generally speaking, there's so much clutter and so much negativity in the outside world that oftentimes people have this desire to put down or... to you know, to belittle, like the good that other people are trying to do in the world. And so I just tend to not share it, except with the people who I know are going to support me no matter what, and have my back. Um, so yeah, that's what I I would say is like, really, just keep your inner circle close. and the And the people who you know, won't understand or won't support you. And you know who those people are. Just don't share.
0: Yeah. I always talk about this uh, subject to my, even to my children. Uh, you know, quality versus quantity. You know, you can have, uh, you can have your your entourage can be very crowded, but you can have, you can have that many good friends. You know, you have to know who is who and also it's about everything in life you know you 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 can be invited to gazillion events but you have to select where to go with who to go and when to do it you know it's it's up to you to create that world and it's up to you to take care of yourself not only your physical self but your mental self and also Uh, bringing in that energy that you get from other people so it's very important Uh, so let's say I'm listening this podcast now and I want to get your services how can I reach out to you and what is the process like do you have a introductory meeting How, how is the process tell us about it
1: Yeah, so I offer one on one coaching, um, because everyone's journey is so um, specific to them. So I offer one on one coaching. um, And the best way to get a hold of me is, uh, or to reach out, it would be through my Instagram and my handle is fiercely authentic coaching. Uh, There's a link in my bio and you can uh, schedule a call with me. We'll we'll just do a quick chat call, see where we're at and see, uh, you know, how we can work together. Um, I also absolutely love it when people slide into my DMs and uh, chat me up, say hi, you know, bounce ideas off of me. I love being a sounding block for people and being able to support where I can. So yeah, Instagram is the best place to connect with me and then we go from there
0: so you don't have a specific length for your program it's up to the uh, i think person who is like getting first right
1: uh, so yeah, more specifically, I offer a three month container coaching container um, that uh, comes with um, bi monthly um, coaching calls or w- one hour calls with me, and then I offer boxer support pretty much twenty four seven boxer support. So I'm always available when things get rough or how do I handle this and and whatnot. So um, and then also um, whatever. For resources um, my clients need, whether it's videos, meditations, tapping exercises, you know, whatever their specific needs are, um, I provide um, all the resources to help them along
0: their journey. Nice, nice, nice. Well, as you know, I have three questions for you. And uh, maybe we went over them a little bit, but I want to also get in more detailed answer from you (laughs) so my first question is uh what were the breaking points in your 30s that made you change your life and how did they change it you told us a little bit about it but maybe you there were some there are some things that you would like to add yeah um yeah like I shared, that
1: that moment of sitting with myself so- and of realizing that um, I had completely lost myself in motherhood was uh, the very pivotal point in uh, in my life, um, you know and you know, taking the small actionable steps towards discovering myself through um, bringing in outside resources and looking for resources that I felt aligned with and resonated with um, in the form of self-care and self-love and empowerment to give me the nudges that I need to, um, you know, start that rediscovery journey.
0: Well, I, and I also believe that you can empower yourself and, still be a good mom. Actually, you can empower yourself and be even a great mom. I don't know if those exist because I am like, yes, I love you, you know, my Motherhood is like stock market. One minute, I am the best mom in the world and the second minute, I'm the worst mom in the world. I don't know. <laughs>
1: no, you know what? You are absolutely, I to be empowered is to be a better mom, wife, partner. Yes. Really, because... Um, going after what lights your soul on fire what makes you happy taking care of you what a freaking amazing example you're setting for your children and your family and your friends so truly being an empowered woman is setting an amazing example for the people around you you're you're leading by example so i absolutely literally you're correct
0: (laughs) yes i think so too and you know for children you it's not what you say it's what you do that make the example so yeah. like you said seeing you going through your fears changing seeing you change mm-hmm. in a better way i think it can be the best gift you can give to them mm-hmm. Yeah, being being vulnerable in front of your children is is huge
1: too. Um I uh, for me, speaking for myself, I always was trying to put on a strong front. Like if I had to cry, I would save it until I was in the shower and no one hopefully would be bothering me and I'd cry it out in the shower. But as I came more into myself, I realized I was doing my kids a disservice by not showing All the aspects to me. It's okay if I was upset and frustrated and I was crying and they would get concerned and I would explain to them, you know, Mm -hmm. I am so frustrated because this is not working out for me or, you Mm -hmm. know, whatnot. So finding that courage to be vulnerable, it will... so amazing to you. It's so important for your kids to see you not only in your best, but also in your worst and your most vulnerable space as well.
0: Yes, and how you are dealing with it and how you are uh, changing yourself or the environment around you to deal with it. And I think also uh, it's very important uh, to show your vulnerability to your children because not only your uh, daughter, but also to your sons. Like, you know, because yes. there is also uh, sometimes this message that people want to uh, pass to their sons about, like, not showing their emotions, not being too vulnerable. But I think in this day and world, as we are seeing yeah. around us with all the news, you know, maybe people, men and women, they need to show their emotions more understand each other's emotions more and work on uh being their best like that right mm-hmm.
1: i 100 agree and this could be a whole other podcast
0: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe
1: <it's a> promise. <laughs> Yeah, I 100% agree. And as a, I have three sons and a daughter, and it was very, very important to me to be able to hold that safe space for my kids to be vulnerable emotionally and feel that they could come to me with whatever and cry with me. And because I'm their mom, I would cry with them, (laughs) you know, And we just do it together. And you're so, so correct. And not only for the girls, but for the boys, it's so important to hold that safe space where they feel that they can process emotions as a human should be able to do. Yeah. Yes. Well, I got
0: my promise. Don't forget about it. There's another, write it down. <laughs> Let's, let me go to my second question. Yes. So uh, one thing that you swore by in your 30s that doesn't make any sense as of today. <laughs> oh, my
1: God. Let's see. Where's the list? Um, you know, I one huge negative narrative was... I need to have my shit together all the time. Girlfriend, you do not need to have your shit together all the time. And it really goes back to that vulnerability piece, too. And, you know, allowing yourself to be vulnerable and not... I. For so many years I had this perfectionist mindset. And, you know, I tried to maintain it in a home and I failed horribly. But out in public, it's I everything needed to be perfect, you know, and I needed my kids all in line and their shirts always matched their socks and
0: you know, <laughs> like oh all the God. things. Yeah, it was perfect. And my perfect doesn't even have the same thing. And I was trying, I was thinking that I am the one who is. <laughs> yeah, I, I, to, I, said,
1: I told you, I was trying to be like Martha Stewart, like everything. Okay. i to be, I really haven't started with Martha Stewart. You are yeah. more than Martha Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> I, I You know, that's really like the big thing I believed in my 20s and my 30s was, you know, I really needed everything needed to be perfect and be in its place and my needed and my kids needed to be just so and I had to, you know, be the perfect homemaker and I had to, you know, have a Christ centered home was like really big and because i by achieving all of these things i was ultimately bringing my family closer to salvation and that was like my goal you know i was doing all the all the all the things that i needed to do to to elevate my family and coming through my awakening i've discovered that you know being imperfect being quirky, you know, making mistakes, all these things have created the unique qualities that make me exactly who I am and who I'm meant to be in this very moment. And I've learned to embrace my imperfections as, you know, just I'm perfectly imperfect as we all are. And our imperfections make us uniquely us. So not having my shit all together all the time, not trying to be like this person that that I'm obviously not is, um, is the greatest narrative that I like smash through in my awakening and have come out the other side, embracing exactly who I am.
0: I don't know who started that idea that, you know, we should always have like the perfect attitude and, you know, mood and house and everything, but I don't wish well for that person. (laughs) Yeah, I think it, I
1: I think it's, I mean, honestly, I'm like, I think, well, it's obviously a generational thing and I almost want to say that it's really started, I mean, I wouldn't know because I haven't done the research, but in my mind, perhaps in the 1950s or 40, when the TV started coming into play, depicting like these perfect families and perfect homemaker and the perfect husband and the perfect children. And then people started, it was like the social media back then. And people were striving to have this uh, this home life. And this was the standard um, that people started to, or women started to try, try to meet. And then it's just, been carried through the generations but I mean there's so many other things but I was like it just that was the first thing that came to my head I was like well you know we watch see social media and all these influencers and people on social media and we're like oh my gosh I wish I could just be like them like she has it all together and it's kind of like the same thing but like back then you know yeah yeah back in the 1900s <laughs> <laughs> well, <there you> <laughs> anyway, that was the first thing that came in my mind. I was like, you know what, all those like 1950s, like perfect, you know, homes, maybe that leave it to Beaver. Maybe that's where it came from.
0: It's a very really good approach and uh, good investigation in the- <laughs> A minute, like, so congratulations to you. <laughs> well, like, uh, I agree with you, like, more than 100%, uh, if I can. And But also, like, if there are some people who enjoys being that great, you know, matching the socks and the jacket tone and, the, uh, you know, the, like, being on this perfection 24-7, Good for them. I wish they were also my friend and taking care of me. <laughs> if it's creating extra burden, extra stress for you, and then of course that stress transition to your family and to your environment for sure, then I think it doesn't worth it. It doesn't worth the, the effort and no. nobody's enjoying it. Exactly. I, I, I believe your family, yeah. your friends, nobody's enjoying it. <laughs> we, uh, oh, that's stress. Yeah.
1: It, it is just not worth it. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. like, yeah, it's no one, and like I said, no one's happy. Like you're a grumpo, no one's happy. <laughs> so yeah. it's just
0: not worth it. Yeah. Well, let's go to our third question. So <laughs> if your 30 Rosa would be sitting right across you right now, What would you tell her (laughs) 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 not to do or to be careful with? Um,
1: I would encourage her to not be so harsh on herself, to really embrace and fall in love with who she is and her imperfections and not just imperfections, but all of the amazing qualities that she does possess that she doesn't even realize she has because she's so focused on being something that she's not. So I would, yeah, I would really encourage her to, you know, try to take some time to reflect um, on herself and to do some little thing of self-love, even if it's 15 minutes of journaling or reading or doing a little drawing or listening to music that she enjoys. Just take 15, 30 minutes and just really step inside herself and fall in love with exactly who she is and recognize that she's perfect just the way that she
0: is. Well, I don't know that 30-year-old Michelle, but I know the new and improved one. I met her (laughs) and she is great. So, (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, let's remind our listeners one more time how they can reach out to you because I... I'm sure they also want this energy in their life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, please reach out to me on Instagram. My handle's fiercely authentic coaching. Um, like I said before, please, please, please slide into my DMs, say hi, let me know you listened to the podcast and it resonated with you. And I would just would love to chat and hear from you and help. Um empower you and support you on your journey.
0: Wow. Michelle, thank you so much. I had a blast. It was nice to talk to you. (laughs) And I'm sure people who are going to listen, they are going to sense our energy, uh, this great vibe. And whenever or wherever they are listening, I hope they will have like a little smile in their face. Uh, Well... I got my problem. I'm going to see you. Yes, ma'am. Yes. <laughs> yes,
1: and I'm looking forward to it. I don't think I'm, my face actually hurts from smiling. I don't think I've ever laughed so much on a podcast. So thank you so much for having me. It's just been an absolute pleasure and such a treat to meet you and chat with you. I really it's been a pleasure. Thank you. <laughs>
0: You can also learn more about Mastering Your Thirties Club and group programs and all the information about my guest at slash Mastering Your Thirties. Can you or somebody you know be a great guest for this podcast? Please fill out our guest form at www.masteringyourthirties.com. Listen to the new episodes of Mastering Your 30s wherever you listen to your podcast. Thank you for listening. Until next time, be good to yourself.